we got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the field. It go down. It go down in the field. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, and even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Appeal. A great place to get a seafood meal. Miami, Miami, you've got style. Picture it, Los Angeles, 2017. And welcome to Out on the Night, the only Golden Girls podcast you'll ever need to listen to. I am H. Allen Scott. And I'm Carrie Doherty. And this is a podcast where we watch an episode of The Golden Girls, and then we talk about it. Do we marguerite? Am I doing marguerite? I was I trying know. to play off, because before we started, I, I counted down in German. It, it, it started so. off German, and it sort of ended marguerite. As most things do. As most things do. Uh, we just watched How's season... your Friday night go? It started out German, ended Marguerite. Ended Marguerite. <laughs> we just watched season five, episode 23, The Manja Cavallo Curse Makes a Lousy Wedding Present, which That's aired true. on March 31st, 1990, yes. and is the one with a wedding. Oh, you mean one of the many episodes with a wedding? Yes. This show had more weddings than... Than Elizabeth Taylor. Ooh, that was a good one. Thank you. And that I, was on the spot. I had to think about who had been married a bunch. Yeah. Yeah. The the sort of as soon as you said it, the look on your face of it was almost like you were shocked. Yeah. Like, oh yes. My brain works. Very very I'm awake. good. Well, I'm I'm going on very little sleep right now. You are because I got back from New York last night. You have been in and out of town as I'm just much as zipping zabbing. I'm in and out of town Ooh. as much as a STD. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you 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 blew your load with the Elizabeth Taylor Ow! one. Oh, gosh. Ow! No, I got back super late last night, and then I woke up early today because I had to go do a thing, and so I'm very like, Bleh. okay. But I feel good. I feel alive. I feel I feel glad to be here. Great. And, and we well, just and as this drops, I'm actually traveling as well. I'm in Israel at this moment. Wow, you will be in Israel and I will be in my apartment. Mm-hmm. Which you could call Israel. I could. So that you could say you're in Israel. Yeah, but that would be lying. 
No, it wouldn't. If you call your apartment Israel and you say, oh, I'm going to be in Israel. Oh, okay. That's just you not explaining to someone that you call the, your apartment Israel. Like um, like bars that are called like the office or the yeah. library. So yeah. that when somebody calls home to their spouse, they go, oh, I'll be home in a little while. I got to step off at the office or yeah. the library. I often have, refer to my home as a show. Mm-hmm. So that way when someone asks me if I want to do something, I'm like, oh, no, I got a show. I gotta go. I gotta go to a show. I, gotta I say go to I got a show because this show. is my show. I see this home. I see. Yeah, this was a good episode. It was. Well, it was a weird episode. It was. Like, I mean, there was a lot of business going on. Literally, but I'll from take like it. the from beginning of the episode until the very end, it was all in a different place. Like most of the episode took place somewhere else at the wedding. Yeah, yeah, which is very strange for me, and it's hard for me sometimes to follow that because I'm used to like. You know, I'm used to like in the beginning there there's a problem at home and then maybe they go somewhere and then they sit around the table in the middle and then they talk about it. That we did not have and in then, this episode. There exactly. was no scene. And then with in the like end they resolve story. it usually at a different location or back to that original location. So I was I, I missed that because I'm I'm conditioned very to experience interesting that. Interesting observation. Thank you. I'm very intelligent. <laughs> I I could have I could have watched a whole spinoff show take place at that like banquet hall sort of like the hotel. You mean the place where they had the bathroom, the dinner, also the, the everything wedding. fancy happens at that hotel. I was obsessed with that hotel. Yeah. I, that bathroom. I know those weren't marble stalls. But I was just was at a bathroom gorgeous. in Philadelphia. I was. I ended my trip in Philadelphia, so that's where I flew from. And this bathroom essentially had like a three hundred and sixty mirror situation going on. Mm. <sighs> Wait, in like outside of the stall? No, like I yeah, I left the bathroom area, mm-hmm. like where the you know the the urination happens, mm-hmm. and then I walked over to where the washization happens. Sure, and it was and there were mirrors essentially all around me. I mean, there was a little area wow. I had to walk through, but the most of it was all mirror. If you follow me on Snapchat, you saw it. Did they have mirrors on the ceiling, like in Blanche's boudoir? No, I didn't look actually, so I can't say no for sure, but I don't believe they did. Yeah, actually they probably couldn't. That's probably a legal thing. In the bathroom? Yeah. Why? Because people can look up and see each other. Oh, you mean in the stalls. Interesting. They probably wouldn't want to risk that by having any mirrors on the ceiling. Good point. Um, I loved this episode. Uh, So many fun things going on. Especially for the guy getting caught. With the noise that's happening outside. Yes, there is noise happening outside. Um, So Jenny, a woman who we are in no way emotionally invested in. No, none. Like most young women who we see get married on the show. Yeah. Or like Mary who shows up and she's like, I'm pregnant. We don't even meet Jenny until the actual wedding. Yeah, we don't meet Jenny until the wedding. It reminds yeah. me of um, the clip show where all the women, the women decide to do a catering business. Yes. And What's Her Nuts comes yes. over. And she was, she was good, like, though. She was good, but I was like, I don't care about you. I don't yeah. know who you are. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. We're getting married. The wedding's back on. <laughs> she oh, was good. Thank you so much. I liked that her. That was really good. Uh, I'd like to report uh-huh. a robbery. Ugh. Was so so good. Now that would have been an actual robbery versus a burglary. Stop. I know I like to talk about the difference. <laughs> um, Stop now. So Dorothy's daughter, do- uh, Dorothy's goddaughter yes. Jenny, uh, is the one who's getting married. Yes. And Sophia explains to the women that a certain somebody is going to be there, and that certain somebody is Giuseppe Mangiacavalli. Which I guarantee you, there is 
a reel of bloopers out there yes. of all the women trying to pronounce the name Manja Cavalli and fucking it up. Oh, like, yeah. It, what a hard name. They had to keep saying Giuseppe Manja Cavalli. I, I relate. Was like, I relate. Ugh. I have a very difficult name. My legal name is very difficult. And so I, I, I relate to people not knowing what to say when they look at my name. Also, you yourself have a hard time pronouncing almost anybody's name who donates money Yeah, but to I make podcast. it cute. You do by calling people Paddington Bear. Love her. And I forget the other ones. Um, <laughs> so Sophia tells a story. So Giuseppe is um, the grandfather of the groom who's marrying Jenny, who yes. is Dorothy's goddaughter. This is all very yeah. coincidental. Um, when but Sophia, perfect for an episode. But perfect for an episode. When Sophia was... 14 years old, we 14. learned. 14, 14. years old. Her Almost like had arranged the her to get Virgin married to this guy. Mary. Well, she was, I think, 13. She was she very young. Preggers? Yeah. Damn. I know. Talk about 13 and pregnant. Man. So that's, pro- that was, that's how the show, that's actually a fun fact where the show came from. It came from the, the Virgin, Virgin Mary. Mary. They mm-hmm. tried to get cameras in, but, but Joseph was like, get away. She needs her privacy. And then mm-hmm. there's all these like sheep going, bah. And it was just too much surrounding noise, so they couldn't have a reality show there. Wow. Yeah. The sheep, though, that's where the Tom Green show came from. What? I don't, <laughs> I, I don't even... I don't even know what I went from A that. to Z with nothing in yeah. between. You just, yes and whatever. <laughs> yes and whatever. <laughs> um, so, Sophia tells the story of being 14 years old. Her yes. parents have arranged this marriage, and the day that they're supposed to get married, Giuseppe hightailed it mm-hmm. on a boat to America and left her at the altar. Yeah. Which... I mean, as a 14-year-old... Heartbreaking. Heartbreaking, but also she had to be a little relieved, right? To be like, oh, thank God, I'm not going to get married no, at 14 now. No, because like, other 14-year-olds got married then, too. She's probably devastated. She's going to be different from everybody else. She was just, you know, left at the... all. Oh, God. I mean, what was what uh, the level of, like, shame I had at 14 when, like, my mother forgot to pick me up from school? Like, that's how Sophia probably felt. Ugh. Maybe a little bit worse. <laughs> it breaks my heart then to think about it that way. Um, but Sophia does say that she put a curse on Giuseppe. A curse on your family. So that him and his future generations would never find love. Nope. Part of it, she said, may your hair never lie flat. May your socks always slip down inside your shoes. Yeah. Which I loved. Yeah, because that. that's really annoying. It's really annoying. That's, this, is what I, this is why I curse daily at ankle socks for that reason. Because yeah. they're always getting scrunchy. Yes. Yeah, those little, the socks that you're supposed to wear, like those little slip-ons that yeah. you're supposed to wear, like with flats. That you buy at Uniqlo and shit. Yeah, they yeah. always slip on. Well, they're big with men too now because of shoes, like ankle, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then, of Ugh. course, Dorothy's all like, I hate to tell you, but he's a multimillionaire. Well, I don't think she's a multimillionaire, but she's basically. No, I think she, she did use that word. Uh, well, yeah. I know she I could be wrong, though. I'm wrong on a lot. She was like, he's basically, he's a happy old man. Yeah, which is very wealthy. It's interesting that Dorothy, because obviously there's a connection to him because he's the grandfather of Dorothy's mm-hmm. goddaughter's mm-hmm. husband to be. Yeah. But Sophia's never heard anything about him in all these years, but yeah. Dorothy has. Yeah. That's a little strange, but okay. Dorothy doesn't have a date to the wedding. Depressed. She's called everybody left and right, and she just can't. And Blanche comes in, and, and Blanche is like, like insistent that Dorothy have a date yeah, to this wedding to be like, you got to show for that family our standing. Family, yeah, exactly. Good. And and Blanche is like, you can use one of my men, my many, many, many men, many men. Yeah, um, Doug. Here's the thing about Doug. <laughs> Doug. 
Doug? Okay, let's talk oh, about Doug. Oh, God. Because, like, we're going to fast forward a little bit. But I have, I will, I, I've said this. I'm known, I think even on the podcast, I am on record as saying this. I will sleep with anybody for a story. Like, if someone, celebrity, fuck, like, if Donald Trump, if Donald Trump oh. wanted me to, like, give him a hand job, I would for the story. Like, I would. Just so that I could make fun of it for the rest of my life. Now, that said, looking at Doug, eh. Yeah. He's not a catch. Yeah. I mean, I I'd know. sleep. I would do it for a story if there was some noteworthy story that could come out of it. But, no. Nah, Doug, not- honestly, the extras at that wedding with their crazy 80s hair, yeah. are ten, those men are 10 times better looking God, than yeah. Doug. They'd have Doug- more stamina. Doug is the type of guy, he, no offense to this actor, he just fades away into the wall. I don't even, I don't see you, Doug. Doug is like Mr. Cellophane in Chicago. Mr. Cellophane, shut up in my name. Why though? Why Mr. Cellophane? Because it makes noise and people listen? See right through me. See right through. Oh, see right through me because it's clear. Yeah. You can look (laughs) right through me. Walk right by me. And never know I'm there. Yeah, because they thought Mr. Saran rap was didn't literally ring. people right now driving their cars turn down their radios. Yeah, well, because you're. I mean, I get loud and you're soft. I feel like it's always yeah. a battle. Or they rewound and turned it up so yes. they could rock out. Um and <laughs> yeah, he's not. He's 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 a he's a fugly basic bitch. Yeah, he's not. He's, <laughs> he's not good looking. No, and he's and he turns out to be a bit of a dickhead too. Yeah, an opportunistic. Tail baiting dickhead. Yeah. Bitch, step. I don't like Doug. Don't like Doug. Doug, A list? More like, what list is he on? You're not on the list. Back yeah. of the line. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. He doesn't even yeah. make the D list. Sure, he's a wonderful man in real life. Maybe. He probably isn't sure, even that. He's not. Was. No, he's not a wonderful man because he, he, he comes with Dorothy. Oh, I mean the actor. Oh, I'm sure he's fine. He probably had a loving wife, and he probably loved her sexually in a way that she was very satisfied. Yeah, I'm sure he was great. Unless but he was gay. Should then. he have been cast as Doug? No. no, probably not. Um, so Rose, in the meantime, all these women are going to the wedding. Mm-hmm. Don't know why. Later, they, Jenny and they calls, all yeah. He calls, Blanche, she calls Aunt Blanche, Blanche Aunt Blanche, and I'm like, wait a second. Why it's like that weird <laughs> thing where like your your gay aunt comes to town, and then you're, she like insists that you call her new girlfriend aunt. Beverly or whatever, I have one of those. You do, okay. and 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 it's like, no, Aunt Beverly is not my aunt. You're not married. There's no legal bonding thing here. Just mm-hmm. because she's in your life for like the last four months. Well, no. it also seems like like she doesn't call Dorothy Aunt Dorothy because Dorothy no, she may does. not be her. Oh, she does. She does. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So she's okay. So Dorothy's. Oh gosh, she I'm, calls them all Aunt. Okay. I don't well, know what she calls Sophia, but she calls them well, all Aunt. Maybe it's one of those situations where if. They, you know, as a child, yeah. if she knew them, she might call them Aunt Blanche, yeah. Aunt Dorothy. Of course. But she wouldn't have known Blanche when she's a child because Dorothy and Blanche have only lived yeah. together for a couple of years. Don't ask me. It's a weird oh family my situation. God. Yeah, it's one of those things just like, this is Dorothy's roommate. Call her Aunt Blanche. 
Or is it? Or maybe it was no. How about this? All right, how about I know this? where you're going. Maybe it was like a late night thing where she was staying over. She was in Miami. She was staying over, and the girls let her stay over there. This wasn't in an episode. And then all of a sudden, they're around the table eating cheesecake, and she accidentally calls Blanche Aunt Blanche, and Blanche is like, "I love that. Call me that forever." And then she starts calling Rose Aunt Rose, and then it's all like, calling Rose Aunt and it's all Blanche, like, "Remember the time that I accidentally called you Aunt Blanche, and now you made me call you that forever?" Cheesecake. Maybe. Yeah. I thought what I thought you were going to say is that um, Blanche did one of those things where like she pretends that her granddaughter Aurora is her child Mm. to appear younger to get a man. And I thought maybe when she was out with Jenny, she was like, call me Aunt Blanche. But I don't know. I don't know if the ages really matched. Yeah, that one I don't think. Yeah, no, yours was better. Thank you. Um, So... Rose is also going to this wedding, but Miles can't make it because he'll be out of town at a teaching seminar. Or will Miles be like, did he hear that? Oh, you missed the candlestick joke. Did he hear that the cheese man? You missed the candlestick joke. We'll go back to the candlestick joke. But Or did Miles hear that the cheese man was maybe in the area, so he thought he had to flee for a little while? Interesting. Yeah. Making a murderer. Every time we talk about Miles now and like what Miles is doing off camera. You're suspicious. I'm very suspicious. Well, ever since we discussed Mm -hmm. if his daughter was even his real daughter. Yeah. You know, because he's in the Witness Protection Program. House of Lies. He's basically Saddam Hussein. He is... Miles is living a lie. Yeah. And so anytime he tells, which also makes me, you know, at the end, we know that Rose, spoiler alert, Rose gets goes to the airport and gets on a plane to go see Miles. Mm. What if she shows up and he's not even there? Also, I never have that much money on me that I can afford a plane ticket the day of. Well, you've talked about how flying was so much cheaper It was cheaper, cheaper back in then. the 80s, but still, I'm sure the day of was expensive. Maybe. It's always expensive. Yeah. You know, hotels, day of, expensive. Rose would do anything for love. And I would do anything for love. But I won't do that. Do you want to talk about the candlestick <laughs> joke now? I know yes. you loved it. Oh, I do. So so the, the Rose, or no, Bl- Dorothy and Sophia aren't, aren't speaking to each other because Dorothy has just said, well, if I can't have Blanche's Doug, I'm just going to go to the wedding solo, which I have done multiple times in my life. I've, you know, I'm fine being solo because that's my brand. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, and, and so, but Sophia is P. Oh, at it. So Sophia finishes a magazine. Dorothy says, can I have that? And then Sophia, in the weirdest passive aggressive, but like kind of just random, decides to sit on the magazine mm-hmm. instead of handing it to Dorothy. And then Dorothy says, great, real mature. Next time I'll ask for the candlesticks. And then there's this like cutaway shot of Sophia looking back. And it's so funny because she's just like, what? Yeah, that was a really great reaction yeah. shot. And then Blanche comes home, or Rose comes home and says, Miles can't make it. Yes. And we learn About that. Now, Blanche is meanwhile trying to like get in the good graces of Dorothy again because she feels really bad that, you know, Dorothy says she's a bad friend for like never sharing well, yeah, her she's like, men. She's like, the, you know, the only time that you're generous to other people is like when it benefits, when it benefits you, you in some yeah. way. So. And, and so Blanche tries to help Rose through this moment and Rose admits that weddings make her hot. Weddings make her hot. What makes you hot? Like if you had to think of a place or like a, a party or something, what makes you hot? What do you mean think of a place or a party? Yeah, is there a place that like, or is there something in your life that you're like, yeah, that make, that turns me on. That doing that like turns me on. I love massages. That's so boring. <laughs> <laughs> that's like. You are like such a girl. That's like Cinemax, late yeah. night. 
Yeah. I like massages. That's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, nothing, like, nothing weird that, like, I wish I had something weird. A public pool. A public pool turns you on? I can't do a public pool. Ever since I was a child, public pools, to this day, I look at them and all my, I'm distracted visually. I don't, because I think of, because there's, because the thing with public pools, in, in it's, this is what makes them different from, you know, beaches and other areas that I also and don't like go to, but only because pools. they're outdoors and they're sandy and there's wind and I don't like that. But public pools, there are areas you can go to for a little nicky nicky and, uh, because uh, there's changing rooms and there's like things. There's oh, there's areas you can go to. And as a child, I always thought, oh, well, if I ever like, if a man ever wants to like ticky, nicky, nicky with me, I will, then we can go into the changing room to the shower stall or something, have a little handy and then, then go back into the pool area thing. But no wow. one wants to, no one wants to give a handy to the kid wearing the massive shirt that he swims in. So that never happened to me, but, but like if I had to pick still, a choose, yeah, if I wow. had to choose a place, because I can't, I don't know what to look at. I'm always looking for bulges. I'm always looking for like shit that that. Well, <laughs> actually, I did once. I did once come across at a hotel pool. I came across a, a child shit on the side of the pool, and I stepped in shit. <gasps> and, and that didn't ruin it for you. You still get pools turned on in by general pools? ruin it. Ruin are ruined for me in a lot of ways um, for many reasons. But. Uh, wow. Yeah, so I guess public pools. Public pools would turn me on. Wow. Yeah. Uh, guys, what turns you on? Let us know in the comments after we post today's episode. It's going to be such an NSFW comment I, thread. I do love that. I think it is sweet, though, Rose's story behind why she gets turned on at weddings, so, which is that her and Charlie had really great sex after their wedding night. Yes. And then every time they would go to weddings, they would come home and get and have really good sex. So How like, sweet is that? It's very, very sweet. And the, she mentions the musical. That, so she would come home. Charlie and her would come home. They'd turn on the musical Song of Norway and do their tickle tickle time. And I didn't. I thought that was just another Rose made up thing. Mm-hmm. No. Song of Norway is a real operatic musical that was made into a film version starring Florence Henderson Ooh. in 1970. It was it, they made it cuz after like um My Fair Lady they were like, "Oh, the musical's coming back." It wasn't. And Brady Bunch started in 1969 and this came out in 1970, so they were trying to be like, "Florence is big." So Do you have a little bit to play? There stands alone and lonely. This is Florence Henderson, no you guys. Grass, no this is what Rose and Charlie this is what each other's clothes off. Yeah. Of? He's going down on her and she's <laughs> listening to this. <laughs> I mean, I I don't actually like music when someone's going down on me, but like listen. Oh Charlie. Oh please keep going. Oh Charlie. Oh. I can't. It's really, that's very soothing to <laughs> me to listen paradise. to. Oh, Florence. I'm Florence Henderson. R.I.P. She just recently died. R.I.P. I know. Um, Can so, you imagine having sex to that? No, I cannot what song imagine do you have having sex, sex, to? sex to that. Um, not like, I don't like put on particular music. Crisscross. Here. Jump, jump. You put on crisscross? <laughs> Is it because you like to gyrate to the beat of the song? Jump, jump. You know what you know? Okay. <laughs> um, there's a really great... Blanche line where um, Rose is talking about this conundrum of always getting turned on at weddings and Blanche goes, Rose, I want to help, but first you have to tell me what the problem is. (laughs) That was a little like easy line. Uh, And this is where Blanche tells Dorothy she'll lend her out Doug from 
from the Blanche Devereaux collection. Um, then we're at the wedding. Can we talk about Dorothy's outfit at the wedding? I loved it, except it was like, it didn't feel like a wedding outfit. It didn't feel like a wedding outfit. It felt a bit like something she would wear to substitute teach. I mean, or out on a date. Or out on a date. I see that. It yeah. was sort or, of, I mean, it was like this Or to like the opera. Like it didn't brown. feel, like the other women were done up. Yeah. It know? was a little, but you know what? I'll take it because she looked gorgeous. I loved gorgeous. it though. I loved her gold chains. I loved her like copper shiny yeah. purse. Yeah. It was beautiful. She was owning that. Um, I love that Sophia's wearing all black. Of course. That's what um, I wear to weddings. Do you wear black? I wear all black. Almost oh. always. Yeah. Does anybody ever say anything? Uh, I never thought it was weird. Huh. I'm always like, I look good in black. This is kind of a funeral. I'm going to wear this. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a funeral. I actually don't think it would be that weird. Yeah. Come to think of it. I like my black. Yeah. I prefer black. Black or like, I blue is my least favorite color. I hate blue, but I like the way I look in a blue suit. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I can see you looking yeah. good in a blue suit. Thank you. How do you look in white linen? No, never. Put it away. <laughs> linen, I can't do. My legs are too big for linen. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Because it has to be baggy, which means like I have to have massive amounts of linen. Right. Oy. Oy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Blanche is a little upset. Because I'm literally in Israel right now dying because I can't oh. wear linen. <laughs> I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. going gonna, gonna to have to stay cool. Yeah. Um, Blanche is a little upset because her date had to mm-hmm. call off. He couldn't make it to the wedding because he's getting his appendix out. Yes. He's also a doctor. Yeah. Um, so she's... That al- feels like, like, unethical for him to be her doctor. Oh, well, we don't know if he's her doctor. Oh, I that's what you said. No, okay. no, no. He's a doctor, but he's also doctor. he's getting his appendix out. He's having an if, appendectomy. If she's a patient, that is a no-no. Yeah, I don't think she's his patient. But is incredibly hot. Although I'm sure hot. he does plenty of bodily inspections. Hey! At night under the covers on his half hours. Ooh, I feel like that's what Blanche would write her, her first book about. Her next book about, I guess. <laughs> Oh, you know her first because she never finished the one. Right. She yeah. didn't finish. I guess she's got to finish that first one. She's got to finish the book of where Rose is going to do the children's illustrations. Um, so Blanche is a little jealous that yes. Dorothy is dating with boring Doug. She's having a good time with Doug. Mm-hmm. Like she's, Dorothy keeps saying like he's a, he's a really great guy. He's really attentive. He's nice. Mm-hmm. And of course she's setting up for how he turns into a big old D head. Yeah. There's a great moment where Blanche is sitting with um, Sophia kind of lamenting and she's like, this must be what they call the joy of living. Feels a lot like cramps. <laughs> <laughs> Which if you've had bad cramps, ladies. I haven't. I haven't. I don't know. What then we like. meet Giuseppe Mangiacavallo. Giuseppe Mangiacavallo. Who was played by an actor named Howard Duff. This was actually his last TV appearance. He died a few months after this aired. Oh, God. I really enjoyed watching maybe, him. Maybe the curse was real. Maybe the curse was real. Maybe it was. Um, oh, we meet him, know. and uh, Sophia is sort of icy to him, mm-hmm. and um, she notices that his socks are slipping down. Hey, so the curse is working. Um, there's also a great moment that to me, it's 
reminiscent of shrimp, but obviously not as funny because nothing's as funny as it really isn't. That is a highlight of my life. But a caterer walks up to Rose. Oh, yeah. Just spins around and he's like cocktail wiener and and her face. Her face is literally like it it is. It is. It's like a. It's like a. It's like an IRL Tinder swipe right. Like it is just (laughs) immediately. She's just like, oh, we made a connection. Yeah. Yeah. It is pretty great. I was like thinking of all the things he could have offered her at a wedding that would have been like, you know, the only other thing would have been like hot buns. I don't know. Avocado toast. No, they wouldn't have eaten avocado toast in 1990. I just had a fundraiser for Latter day Jew where they served avocado toast in like little tiny things. And I was just like, this is a Unlike the Melba toast. Yeah. I was like, this is not a good appetizer to be eating because there's alfalfa sprouts on it. And there's like, Ooh, that actually sounds But it gets in your teeth. I mean, it was delicious, but it Mm. gets in your teeth and it's too much. I'd do it maybe like a little tapenade, a little olive tapenade. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds pretty good. I'll Um, email them and give them suggestions. Okay, great. Um, The guy who plays the caterer, uh, Jonathan Schmock, has been in three (laughs) other episodes of the GG. Yeah. He played a cop on The Monkey Show. Yes, you're right. He played the director, the voice of the director on Even Graham. Grandma's Get the Blues, which is, oh. I think, the one where Blanche pretends to be Aurora's yeah. grandmother. Yeah. And then he played the robber in melodrama. He must have been friends with, like, somebody on set. Or he was just a really good actor, and he was professional. He showed up on time, and they were like, let's keep bringing him back. They, we love him. We love him. And he's still working a lot to this day. He's done so much stuff. But it's funny, because he came on the screen, and I was like, I know that guy. And then I was like, but I know him from the Golden Girls. Mm. So I looked it up. Um, I also loved how the tablecloths like perfectly match the bridesmaids' dresses. Yeah. I feel like they just repurposed. Oh my god, the those dresses! Everything about this wedding made me realize: a, I love that I'm gay, and b, why? Like, why would they wear those things? I mean, that the was, wedding dress was. Oh, but I mean, that was that was in in the eighties. Like she was in a like a, a nursing nightgown. I mean, you watch any old episode of um like America's Funniest Home Videos where they have those like wedding bloopers, yeah. and that's what everybody looks like. That's what every wedding hall looks like. Wow. It's you know it was uh was of the times. Eighties. Eighties um, was the worst time. Yeah, but we're now, we're getting into the 90s. So we could evolve, people. Yeah, yeah. You know, Um, AIDS and wedding dresses. 80s sucked. Um, (laughs) Blanche now, because she doesn't have a date, she's clinging to Doug. Yes. And it's pissing Dorothy off. Oh, and Dorothy is just furious. So the two women go into the bathroom together. Oh, Dorothy gets her in a stall, pushes her into a stall, and won't let Blanche out. This is like... A prison fight. <laughs> Before that happens, I just have to call out the the great mime work that the women do in front of the fake mirror. Mm-hmm. If you'll notice, Rue McClanahan is reapplying lipstick while staring out at a studio audience. She's not even looking at a mirror. And the fact that she's able to sort of reapply it without actually smudging it all over her face or her teeth... I was really impressed by that. Um, why? You know where your lips are. Well, yes, but it's really hard to like talk and put lipstick on when you're not I looking could do in front it. of a mirror. I could do it. I want you to talk and put lipstick on. You give me some and lipstick not, and, and I will do like it. not like little safe dabs. Give me she some lipstick and I will do it. swiping it across her mouth. Give me some lipstick. Mouth. I'll do it. I don't know. Mine's expensive. We'll see. <laughs> so the women are in the bathroom. Now, for the rest of the episode, we like bounce in and out and in and out between the bathroom and back to the table. So how should we do this? Should we just kind of stay with this story? Yeah, I think so. Okay. 
Because this one wraps up real quickly and it's kind of boring. Yeah. So, well, I don't know. I thought it was pretty great. I loved... um, I mean, I love Dorothy in it, but the rest... uh, There's there's two moments that I love. We'll get to it. Keep going. Well, so uh, Dorothy and Blanche... Dorothy's like, I knew you were still like this. Five years of indecent betrayal. That was the best part. Jenny... So Jenny comes out because in the meantime, Jenny, again, who we don't care about because we don't know who she is, um, her and her fiance have been fighting Huge fight. She runs into the bathroom. She sits in a stall, cries, 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 cries. Um, and it's because Joey, Joey and Jenny. I just realized Joey and Jenny, Joey and Jenny. Um, he told her some of the things that happened at his bachelor party. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think he slept with a stripper, or do you oh, think he no. got like a lap dance? Like, what level of? I mean, if like, it's anything super bad, he probably finger blasted one. But like, I don't think. <laughs> That he slept with one. Here's but I don't think finger blasting is cheating. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think it is. I here's what I think happened because I love she's, that phrase. She's more peeved than she is like emotionally distraught, yes. like her life is ruined. So yes. I like to think that there was a stripper. Maybe mm. she she probably didn't know there was going to be a stripper. Who one gives of his a buddies, fuck about a stripper? One of his buddies got a stripper, <sighs> and the stripper gave him a lap dance. I hate her. And he touched her breasts. I hate her. Over her clothes. I hate Jenny.com. He touched her over her clothes, maybe, or maybe if she was like wearing a bikini top. But how do you even, why A, okay, Joe, is that his name? Why do you even. Joey. Joey, but Tone. Why do you even tell her that at the wedding? Well, okay. You tell her at the honeymoon. I agree that the wedding was a bad time, but maybe he wanted to get it off his chest before they got married because he's like, you know, if he tells her Getting things off people's chest is the problem in the first place. Yes. But if he tells her after the wedding... Okay, so there's a great. What's she gonna do? Divorce him? There's a great episode That's of contract sign. Great, great episode of Grace and Frankie. If you don't want to hear any spoilers for like, I think it's in season one, so you're probably fine. But if you don't want to hear any spoilers, fast forward like thirty to forty five seconds. So, who Sam, we must say, past Golden Girls episode, past guest is a writer on Grace and Frankie, Julianne Smolinski, and she's yes. a very good friend. And if you want to go follow her, you should. Her name is Boobs Radley on Twitter. She's the best. And I'm obsessed with the show. I'm obsessed so, with her. Um, her. So Charlie Sheen and Sam Waterston are get, a couple. Are a couple, and they're getting ready to get married. And Sam yes. Waterston sleeps with his ex Lily Tomlin, yes. and um, uh, and his soon-to-be husband also has a heart attack. Mm. And he does, who's Jane Fonda's ex-husband? Who's Jane Fonda's ex-husband? And so he doesn't want to tell Martin Sheen that they slept together because of his heart condition. He doesn't want to upset him further. But then his husband insists before the surgery that they get married. And so they get married in the hospital before the surgery, mm. and then he has the surgery, and then it's like time goes by, and then he finds out that they slept together, and he's so upset that he didn't tell him before they got married. So I'm glad that Joey decided, why are we talking st- Why are we still talking about Joey and Jenny? I don't care about them. I don't know. You did it. Oh, God. <laughs> I feel like I just got like tricked into doing something. Literally, you don't care about. Okay, them. now Dorothy then responds to her when she says that by being like, "It sounds like you just had a disagreement. It's fine. It's not a big deal." Like basically, that 
ends really quickly with Dorothy, like, you know, giving a reasonable response, being like, you're overreacting. Go out to your husband. Which she does. She goes and yeah. screws him in the suite. And then while she, the wedding guests are probably waiting. Yeah. And so they leave. They all leave. And then as Blanche is about to leave, Blanche is out of the stall. Blanche does this awesome, which is a gift that I see constantly online. Blanche comes back to the mayor. Gives a little look, doesn't say anything. I was oh. waiting for her to say, damn, I'm good or something. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't. She just like gives a little pose and then walks away. It's perfect. So it's perfect Oh, good. Again, great mirror work. Um, you <laughs> I also, don't know about that. Um, so meanwhile... Um, like you can't see guys, but I'm posing right now without a mirror. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. You're, you're, just, you're half-assing it right now. Fuck you. Um, so meanwhile... <laughs> uh, Sophia has it out with Giuseppe. Yes. And he's basically like, it's say the it. sweetest she thing. She gives him well, something to say. before that, he asked Sophia to call off the curse. Mm-hmm. And because his, his socks are slouching, his daughter is is having a his fight life's with her falling apart. His life's falling apart. falling apart. And he explains to her that like he was a kid and he was scared yeah. he was never going to get out of that village and that leaving her was the toughest thing that he's ever had to do. And so, not true. Not true. To make it up to her, he gets up in front of everybody at the wedding. And can we read this out loud? Sure, the I bold... can do the last line. Okay, so uh, you why don't you be Giuseppe and I'm going to be Sophia, which is the bold. Ready? Okay. Okay. So Wait. this is what yeah, okay. she makes him Got do. Got it. <clears throat> That's him hitting clink, a glass. Clink, 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 okay. clink, clink, clink. This is Sophia Petrillo, the girl who stood me up after seventy, or stood me up at the altar 70 years ago and and i just asked her to be my wife again and again she said no go on and so now from now on i'm gay that's it (laughs) that's it and well okay so this is i I did find it funny that they did like essentially because back in the bathroom with dorothy and blanche Blanche said, if you don't let me out of here, I'm going to write for a good time. Call Dorothy Spornak on the door on the wall. And she's Blanche or Dorothy goes, it's the women's restroom. And she's like, right. Like as if like, yeah. oh, women are going to call. So it's like two gay jokes, gay punchlines in a row. And you know what? I ain't mad at it. I think it's kind of great. <laughs> <laughs> Usually I'd be like, Bleh. like when I saw the whole Alec Baldwin SNL makeout thing, I was a little like, oh, so being a gay dude. That's that's the punchline, basically. Just like two men kissing. Oh, I didn't like, see that. That's that's the thing. And I was a little like, uh, why they really can we, like make us like fetishized into being this weird anomaly that oh they're kissing now so they're emasculated. Uh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> this is good. Do you want to talk about Reagan too? No, I don't need to bring Reagan up. You don't, okay. Um, so, uh, so then, um, so then, Sophia with Giuseppe, they go up to the hotel suite, and yeah. she's going to go talk to Jenny, this and this and that, and she opens the door, and she's, she's going like, to oh. end the curse. She's going to end the curse. End the curse. Yeah. And she goes up, and she opens the door, and they're clearly banging. And she just goes, "Oh, curse sorry, is over. kids, don't stop on my account." Oh, it's so good. And closes the door. Um. So, back sitting at a table. First of all, the music that's playing in the background at the wedding is the same music that's playing at the dance contest. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That well, that horn. We should say we should say before all of this, Rose and Doug, while Blanche and Dorothy are in the bathroom and Sophia's preoccupied. Like we said, guys, sorry, there was a lot of business going on in this yeah this episode at this wedding. Dor- of course, Rose has been struggling during this wedding to not like you know just drop to her knees and. 
she, uh, her, her and Doug start talking and she says, he suggests that she should come over to his place. And he says, oh, I have Doug. Uh, Gillespie, not Doug Gillespie. Dizzy Gillespie. Dizzy Gillespie. Back at his place. <laughs> at his place. And she's like, uh, Okie dokie, daddy o. Yeah, and they just go, well, she there's, a, there's a, a stupid joke there about uh, he, she asks if he likes jazz. He says the Gillespie line, and then she goes, Does he like jazz? Yeah, <laughs> which it was is great. cute. But so they've left together. Right. And they find that out. Blanche and Rose find, or Blanche and right. Dorothy find that out. But Blanche and Dorothy know that Rose has left with Doug. Yes. And they're just sitting there at the wedding. Yeah. They don't go to Doug's place. They don't go back to their well, house. Rose they is don't. A woman. Rose is an adult woman. But still, first of all, Rose asked these women to watch out for her. Yeah, they had a responsibility. And they they shirked that responsibility, and they they fess up to it. They re- they understand what they've it's done. Moments like this, where cell phones really would have been helpful, because yeah. they could have just called her and been like, "Rose, don't do it. Get in an Uber. Come back." Yes, they were <sighs> supposed to be watching her, and now Rose has wandered off. Can you imagine with a very fair? Looking man. I bet Rose's rating on Uber would be so low because drivers would be like, stop talking. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. I feel like it would be like 50-50. Mm. Um, so, so, so they've yeah. left and they feel bad because Blanche feels extra bad. She's not only been a bad friend to, to Dorothy, but she's also a bad friend to Rose. And they both feel bad about Rose. And But Dorothy also says that she sort of realizes now that she has to sort of accept Blanche for who she is. Yes, yes. And then all of a sudden, Doug comes back into the picture. And they're like, oh, where's Rose? We thought you were with Rose. Uh, and and he admits that she wanted to come back to his place. Mm-hmm. They were driving there. And then half, midway through the ride, she f- insisted that, that he take her to the airport so she could get on a plane to go see Miles and then definitely not going to be there, but okay, yeah, and spend that money. And it's sweet, it is really sweet. Like, she must really love that Miles guy. Oh, here's what I want I want Doug and I want Dr. Elliot Clayton to like end up at a bar together, lonely and and make out guzz balls. No, I just want them to go and be lonely and eat peanuts mm. and get kind of you have to shot yourself yeah and like i want them to like cut their finger on the shell and then the I salt gets into the wound peanut. Ow. you know that's what that's my biggest concern whenever i eat nuts and stuff i'm like i'm gonna break a tooth on a plane who who would you like to see at the bar with doug and elliot who's another very unlikable character the ghost I mean, of stan. Frida claxton stan. oh stan would be good yeah frida claxton just sort of the floats ghost, in yeah <laughs> i'm here to haunt you all have you Tear got any? Tree. Have you got any Danish? <laughs> that was the episode. Yeah, that's the episode. Like we said, a lot of business, but I enjoyed it. it was I, a, the structure of the episode Rose was very different. Horny. Yeah, I do like seeing Rose horny. Mm-hmm. That's a nice, refreshing thing. It's fun. Yeah, I liked it. It's fun, and Blanche, Blanche was very sassy, mm. which I always enjoy. And Dorothy's hair, I think, like you said in the last episode, has been. Looking good. Yep. yep. Yeah. My golden takeaway from this episode, we didn't get to it throughout as we were talking, but I feel very strongly about this. If the person of the wedding you're attending is someone who you know you're not like incredibly close with, but like you're there because they felt like they had to invite you because of whatever reason, I've always subscribed to the idea that my presence alone is a gift enough. That's a great golden takeaway. Because, like, half the time, these fucking weddings are, like, shit shows where I'm spending the kind of money that I don't have. And it's not my problem that, like, maybe, yeah, you're able to afford this kind of wedding. But also, like, 
We're not that kind of friend. So I'm not going to spend if all this you, fucking money on you. Especially if I'm you the travel gift, for bitch. a wedding, especially if you have to travel. Yeah. If you are in a wedding party mm-hmm. and you have to spend money on a bridesmaid's dress Ugh. or like a certain I never got outfit. That. I never understood that. Or if you've had to pay for the groom or the bride's bachelor or bachelorette party. Yeah. It's like that was If you're asking gift. someone to be in your wedding, you pay for them. That's no. my yes. That's what you should do. That's the way it should be. Sure, and maybe if you're, I mean, I've only been in a, I've been in a couple weddings, and I've two weddings, I think. Like one was my sister, though, so I was like, I if don't you ask someone to be your bridesmaid dress. or best man or whatever, you, but I also you didn't get my sister tux. a gift. You rent which their she gift. she knew because I helped throw her bachelorette party, but like she's my sister, I love her, I don't care. Yeah, but if you know, if you're someone I don't know super well, or I I'm don't know, very anti gift. I, but um, I think that's great, though. I also yeah. think weddings in general are kind of stressful. They're stressful and they're shit shows, and they've been co-opted by this sort of like heteronormative set of rules that are very just sort of outdated and dumb. And every single wedding I've been at, I've always been like, "You people, this is why this is why the world's falling apart because straight people can't change." Can I tell you what I would want to do? Yes, I would want to like. Get married, I mean, in, like, the tiniest thing, literally in somebody's yard. Like, Mm. if your family, like, I feel like closest family would want to come for that. Then when it comes to friends, I'm like, hey, guys, Palisades, Malibu, somewhere nearby, we're going to Airbnb, a cool house. I had a friend who did that. We're going to be there all weekend. Yep. So Mm. if you want to stop by at any point during the weekend... We're all just going to be there hanging friend, out and partying. My good friend Justin Senzo, he's a great musician. He did that, and it was genius. And I married them. I officiated that oh, wedding. Oh, lovely. Yeah, I didn't pay That's for shit. That's what I would do. You know, my dream wedding, what I want to do for my wedding is I do, it, it, it is a destination. You want to marry Michael Spornak. Yes, yes, yes. When Michael and I get married, it will be a destination wedding. I will say that. But I basically am like, guys, I'm giving everybody a vacation. No hard feelings if you can't be here. Come to Vegas. Get a room. I'm getting married in the buffet section of the Bellagio, and you have to wear pants that give. Like, it has to be, like, elastic pants, and I want people eating throughout, (laughs) dessert served first, and I want, like, I want it to be, like, a fucking, like, old country buffet-style wedding. So you're going to get married at the buffet at table? At the buffet. In front of what food? I want, no, I want, I want the food to be on both sides of me. And then I'm standing, Michael and I are standing in the middle of the food. And the sort of the hot smoke of the yes. buffet is yes. like sort of acting and like a fog. And then instead of a wedding cake, soft serve. Ooh. Soft serve, big bowl. <laughs> I think that's a genius wedding. I think that's and a then great you get wedding. to have like a shit ton of fun at Vegas, just like go crazy. Like you can hang out, you can do whatever. But like everyone just come to Vegas for the weekend. The airfare is one of the cheapest places to fly in the U.S. is Vegas. It's, it's very from Los Angeles. No, all over Vegas really? is one of the lower ones because people, people go. It's such a vacation spot. Yeah, interesting. So it's a great idea. Thank you. Wow, <laughs> this turned from sort of a golden takeaway into like a golden discussion. I, I appreciated it, though. It Do you have great. a golden takeaway? Um, I would like to see more marble in bathrooms. I know, again, <laughs> I know it wasn't real marble, but that bathroom was a breath of fresh. <laughs> okay, yes. <laughs> I loved it. I did like the bathroom, I will say it that. Was, yeah. It felt... I mean, it felt but so. But women's 80s bathrooms are always so great. The men's wasn't no, like that. The men smelled so like great. asparagus urine. I guarantee no, you. No, women's bathrooms don't always smell good. That's my golden takeaway. 
Um, That's great. Guys, if you are following along with the podcast and you want to watch the episodes as we watch them, uh, next week we will be watching All Bets Are Off. All which Bets is, Off, Step Away. Which is the one with Dorothy's gambling debt. Oh, I love when Dorothy Very has much an looking addiction. forward to that episode. So that's the one that we will be watching. Um, and this has been Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you'll ever need to listen to. I'm H. Allen Scott. And I'm Carrie Doherty. <laughs> and you can follow me at H. Allen Scott on everything. Uh, and I am Squid Eat Squid on Twitter. I'm Squidzy on Instagram. And you guys can follow the podcast at outonthelanai.com. And we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Golden Girls Podcast. On Twitter, we are at Golden Girls Pod. And if you love the podcast and you want to show us some love, you can make a donation at outonthelanai.com slash donate. You can set up a, uh, you can do a one-time donation or set up a monthly donation through Patreon. And if you love the podcast, but you can't um, give any money to the podcast, that's totally fine. We would love it for you to tell your friends, your family uh, about the podcast all on social media. And also you could go to iTunes and rate and review us because the more rate and reviews we have, the more eyes get on the podcast. I kind of want the picture from this episode to be Frasier asleep on the ground, not giving a fuck about what we're saying. Oh, that's great. You should make that the photo. I just did. I'm making out taking this picture. Guys, we did the photo. Yay. Perfect. <laughs> yes. Um, and once again, guys, thank you so, so much for all of your uh, comments and messages we on love Facebook them. and Twitter. Love chatting with you guys. We so love when we go viral. <laughs> so please keep it up. <laughs> Um, Make us go viral. I think that's it. <laughs> that's it, that's guys. It. And as always, remember, stay golden. Yes, stay golden. You you waited. You had a bit of a moment on that one. I did. I you thought wanted we to close it out. You thought you wanted to get the last word. Get the last word. Say it. Boo. Stay golden. I stand by the miles. I am you. You.